0: another episode of Downtime at the Cranston Public Library. We're a podcast for cool people who love libraries, where we talk about what we've been reading, what we've been watching, and what we've been loving. I'm your host, Taylor, and the branch librarian at the Oaklawn Branch Library, and my pronouns are she, her.
1: Hello, uh, my name is uh, Sean, also known as uh, Big Daddy Cosplay. He, him, I am a cosplayer from Philadelphia. I'm also one of the uh, founding members of the uh, uh, Philly Avengers. We're a cosplay charity group that um, cosplays and, and does charity things in and around the Philadelphia area.
2: Um, I'm Liz Kotako. I'm a librarian at the Cumberland Public Library. I am also a singer, a cosplayer, um, and I, my pronouns are she, her.
0: Thank you both for joining me today. Um, as you can probably tell from the intros, a little bit later in the show, we're going to talk about cosplaying. I've talked briefly in other episodes about how it's a hobby I engage in, and they brought some other cosplayers on, so we can talk about it more in depth. But first,
2: we will start off, as we always do,
0: with what have you guys been reading?
2: Obviously, I'm a librarian, so I've been reading a million things, but Sean, I don't know if you want to get us started off. <laughs>
1: um uh- I'll, yeah, I'll go ahead and start. Um, awesome. So uh, I am an uh, avid comic book reader. Um, I've been collecting and reading since I was about nine years old. Um, so I, I, I am pretty much every Wednesday I'm at the shop um, getting different things. So um, I will say, like uh, some of the books that I'm 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 really absolutely really enjoying right now is the uh, new Iron Man series. The writer escapes me right now, but. What they've kind of done is they've, uh, you know, like Tony Stark and and Iron Man has been on this whole kind of futurist track for the last 10 years or so. And what they've kind of done is kind of uh, streamlined it and made made it a little back down to earth. And um, I'm loving the fact that they're using a lot of the uh, classic villains, um, which we haven't really seen. Um, And, uh, you know, the the book has just been awesome. You know, they brought back uh, one of my favorite uh, characters in um, Hellcat. And she's kind of like his uh, um, sidekick slash uh, partner in the book so far. Um, so the, the book has been a, a really, uh, fun read, um, you know, every month since it, um, re- launched in, uh, in October. Um, so that's one of my favorite books right now. Um, also, uh, DC, uh, comics has been doing a uh, future state, um, uh, I don't really want to call it an event, but, um, January, February, they've kind of fast forwarded the DC universe and, um, uh, to like a, 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 a futuristic, Type of DC universe where you know um, um, things are are different, right? I mean, we've gotten a lot of different, like you know, characters out of it. There's a different uh, Wonder Woman, a Brazilian Wonder Woman, um, Yara Flora, I think her name is. Don't 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 kill me on that. Like <laughs> some of these names are escaping me right now. Um, they've also introduced a longstanding, uh kind of background Wonder Woman character, was a, a Wonder Woman of, of uh, color, a Black Wonder Woman, Nubia. So she's kind of like been back in the floor in the forefront. Um, a lot of different uh, future futuristic uh, style concepts for DC and the universe. Um, how much of that stuff uh, uh, kind of sticks around once we go back to not future state uh, in March, we'll see. But um, it, it's been a lot of like different things that they've introduced uh, so far that's been really really awesome uh, to this point. I think with the um, crown jewel of the whole line being the um, uh, the next uh, Batman book written by john really um is a uh uh, uh uh what's his name tim fox uh Lu- lucius fox's son um the batman <laughs> um you know just just that whole deal like that, that book has been really uh fun and interesting to read so that's a lot of what i'm reading right now i mean and that probably doesn't even really scratch the <laughs> surface on everything that i read because you know i'm there every week and if i did just continue to talk I would take up the whole show and I don't want to do that
2: there's so much content to keep up with <laughs> just in the
1: like the superhero comics alone right
2: um I've been uh stuck in children's literature for a long time um I'm on the Rhode Island Middle School Book Award committee so I'm mostly read stuff aimed at middle schoolers but I did take a break this weekend slightly uh, and read something aimed at uh, older teenagers instead um, I read uh, Beauty Mark by Carol Boston Weatherford which is a verse novel that's sort of like a imagined autobiography of Marilyn Monroe who's like one of my favorite icons um, so that was an interesting read and I'm curious to see if teens um, would gravitate toward it you know I'm not sure if she I'm, I don't know what her legacy is among you um, and But I also read The Best at It um, by Malik Pencioli, um, whose name I did not check pronunciation ahead of time. My apologies. Um, but he played Jonathan on 30 Rock. So I was excited for that. And the book was delightful um, about a kid who's um, got uh, OCD and a lot of anxieties at school about coming out um among other middle school anxieties which there are so many to choose from (laughs) so that was what I read I haven't read a graphic novel in a long time and I can't wait to get back into that
0: have you got any good choices for rims
2: but for graphic novels yes I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about them or not am I okay
0: I don't uh, know either. I've I'm on Ripa and I've been talking about the stuff I've been reading for Rippa okay, this whole time it. because uh, I have <laughs> nothing else to talk about if I didn't because I've
2: been uh, yeah. on that. A couple of the of the middle grade graphic novels that I loved that we read are um we read Twins by Varian Johnson. Um really cute, just like everyday um Kind of school story about a couple young ladies uh going into middle school and uh who are twins and are trying to like diverge their lives a little bit and how that changes and then snapdragon snapdragon is the other graphic novel i read recently for rimsba that i really love that's probably my favorite um about a girl who befriends this older woman in the community who she's pretty convinced is a witch the woman um she finds roadkill and she reassembles them as skeletons for like you know people who study animal science, um, and uh, it turns out there might be a little magic um, in there as well. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, Snapdragon has been on my to-read list forever. Yeah, it's really delightful. It's got a little historical fiction, but mostly that contemporary story and the both the main character and the and the older woman who's maybe a witch are fabulous. It's a really a little weird in a great way.
0: <laughs> and the cover is like so bright and colorful. I like when good books get good covers. We have lots of discussions about good books getting bad covers and then we're like teens will never want to read this because this cover is horrendous and not like what the book is like at all so librarians we judge books by covers too (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) so um what i've been reading is another one i'm close to the end of my reading requirement for ripa so i will move hopefully move on in future those two new things but um I just finished Clap When You Land, which is a novel in verse by the woman who wrote The Poet X. So she is already award-winning for her novels in verse. And this was an equally beautiful um, novel in verse. And I just just started it, but I'm excited about it. So I'm going to talk about it anyway. Is But I'm like barely four chapters in. Is uh, Sick Kids in Love? Uh, which is another YA novel about this girl who has rheumatoid arthritis. So she's chronically ill, but she's not dying. So it's her kind of like navigating, like being in the hospital all the time. Uh, Like she gets infusions in the same room that cancer patients do. So it's like being surrounded by all these people who are very severely sick while she's just living with this disease that affects her everyday life. And that's so far just like I said I'm very early in cute boy has been introduced but not much has happened they've had one conversation but it was a good one so I'm I'm hopeful that the rest of the book will be as cute as this beginning has been
2: awesome Oh this is this is relevant to our conversation this is the first year I've been on an award committee and um like a big name comic has been nominated we have a superman comic um, on the nominee list, the Superman Smashes the Clan. Um,
0: I just finished oh, that yeah. too, and it was yeah. fantastic. Yes. I really, really like it. I won't go into my book talk aspect of it too much because we have a book talk video that we're gonna put out as part of Will Eisner Week, but I really, really enjoyed Superman Smashes the Clan.
2: I do too. I'm sure it'll get plenty of readers without us boosting it, but I think it would mean a lot to comics readers if like a bunch of librarians are like read the Superman comic
1: because it's amazing. So yes. Please.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Sean.
0: <laughs> I know we've kind of gotten in the weeds with the librarian talk here, but so let's move on and let's bring Thank it much. to TV and movies. It's all good.
1: It's all good.
0: <laughs> so what have you guys been watching?
1: Okay. Um. So I, I just finished um all three seasons of uh, Cobra Kai. I love that show. I'm, so, I, I'm sure everybody who talks about it, like, you know, pretty much says the same thing, but I, I went into it. Like, you're not really sure what I was going to, uh, me uh, checking out here um and as a person who like you know went and saw like you know all the karate kid movies um even the jaden smith um remake like um it, I I just I really really love that show I just I just really do and it's 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 funny just like watching these two um high school robs just kind of go through life and still be we the same
2: energy yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know it's 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 crazy uh, but yeah, the show is, is, is amazing. Um, and just, you know, everything and, and, the big karate fight in, um, at the end of, um, season two, um, and it's everything like, you know, going into season three, It it is, it, the show is just, is just fantastic. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to season four. And then of course, um, the show that I think everybody's been kind of, uh, talking about a lot, WandaVision, uh, yeah.
0: no spoilers, is- please. I haven't started.
1: I promise you, I will say nothing, spoiler Okay. I, I will just sit here and say, um, it, it starts off a little slow, and in the beginning, it it can be off-putting, if you're, you know what I'm saying? Because like, th- there wasn't really any, a whole lot of information on what it was about, you know? And I think that was intentional. Like, you know, like like Marvel just put this show out there and said, this is WandaVision, and, you know, here's Wanda and the Vision, and here you go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and, yeah. and you know you watch it and I'm trying really careful not to say anything like potentially spoilery. Um, you watch it and it's like, you know, you're kind of scratching your head, like, you know, like what's happening here. And, um, uh, once everything kind of starts to become clear, like, you know, the, the whole thing just, just kind of just, just hits you like a ton of bricks and it, it will not let you go. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So that, that, th- that shows me. They're
2: doing a really good job of like, um, introducing a totally new vibe
1: Mm-hmm. Which like what mm-hmm. a great
2: time to do that. Um Absolutely. well well also like still tying into the to the stories that we're still like kind of mourning in the MCU. Right. Right. <laughs> right. It
1: has got a very uh very deliberate slow burn uh pace to it. You know what I'm saying? And I think, you know, that was the thing that was like may, may have been like, you know, slightly off putting the uh, to some people like, expecting like, you know, like a a superhero show. Um like you're you're still getting that, but different. For um, sure. Yeah, so, I, I, like, it, it's it's very character-driven. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. So, that's, yeah, that's, that's that's me. That's that's my TV watching.
0: <laughs> okay. I like character-driven. I'm excited to start it. We're still finishing my boyfriend's pick, and then it'll be my turn again to pick a show, and we probably will watch WandaVision. But until then...
1: I will say, please try to be as careful as possible, because <laughs> spoilers are out there, and, like, it's... You
0: know? <laughs> yeah, it comes to a point where like, I have to kind of come to terms with the fact that I probably will encounter a little bit because I'm gonna wait. It was like with some of the final phase MCU movies just happened to come out the last week of the semester while I was in grad school. And so I was like, well, this week is spent writing papers. So I'll just have to try to like avoid spoilers this whole week and hope for the best um so yeah i understand when i when i'm late to the party that it's hard to completely avoid spoilers but what are you gonna do
1: (laughs) (laughs) stay off the internet yeah i know easier said than done
2: right? Yeah, for sure. I've been watching WandaVision too. Um, we've been doing a lot of comfort watches. Uh, my boyfriend and I are also doing this like alternating watch style of shows, Taylor, Um, we've been doing an MCU rewatch cause there were a couple early films that I missed along the way. Um, mm-hmm. and then I've been introducing him to the good place, which is a show I've watched way too many times. Um, and we'll continue to do so cause it's wonderful. Um, and, uh, I also just watched Ted Lasso, um, which I'd been looking forward to because Scrubs was is one of my favorite shows of all time. And um, that's by the same writer. And it was as good as the hype. So I really like that. If you if you enjoy kind of sports dramedy and, and feel good stuff, uh, that w- that's a really good pick. Um, mm-hmm. And then a unique thing I uh, got to do was, um, I have a background in theater, so I have a lot of friends who still work in theater. And of course, that's a terrible field to be in right now, uh, cause there isn't any, <laughs> um, but uh, some have been trying to do some digital stuff. And uh, one of my best friends, her theater company did a really cool series of plays. They are all based on Greek mythology. They kind of put the word out to anyone and anyone who had written a short play inspired by uh, Greek stories, and they put them out in like a 10-week series every Tuesday night. They would do one to, to four-ish you know, shows. Um, and it culminated in a big interactive play a couple weeks ago. And they did a really good job, I thought. Because Zoom theater is weird, no matter how good it is. Um, but they really used the they used the format in a unique way. Almost a couple of them really felt like movies, which was really cool.
0: That sounds really cool. And I feel like Greek mythology is having a moment recently with like Laura Olympus being very popular popular webcomic and then like I think there's a Netflix show that is also like Greek mythology uh adjacent was like popular it's like blood of Hercules or something I could be completely wrong because I haven't watched it
1: yeah I feel like there was a a, a Netflix um show that like animated something that came out a, a couple months ago
0: yeah okay I
1: think it was very yeah it was very much Greek, uh, mythology
0: the marketing yeah. team of that show must be like kicking themselves that so we all like don't know the name and don't know more about <laughs> it we just like
2: that thing came out possibly there's so <laughs> many there's so yeah. many new shows uh yeah there's a ya book right now that's the that's the Barnes and old pick of the month i think lore I, I think that's mythology based by alexander bracken um and american gods that's still a thing right i think on uh showtime yeah but we go. I think so. Yeah.
0: Okay. Like, um, I have no idea if it's still going or not because I never watched that show.
2: I watched the first season. It was really good. I'd never read the book, but my bad librarian comment. I just went straight to the, the TV show.
0: <laughs> I did that with Good Omens. I yeah. just was like, again, it's like the TV show is out now. I don't want to spend all this time avoiding spoilers for the TV show while I read the book. And yeah, there's just like so many things go book to screen now that... I don't think it's being a bad library, I think it's just literally like oh, you don't have time to read all the things and watch all the things. It's
2: saving time. Now you know someone who read that book what they might like and stuff, and it saves you saves you having to read it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I know I did that a lot when I was doing teen librarian stuff with mangas, because I would have watched the anime. I haven't watched a lot of anime recently, but like certain mangas that are super popular, I was like, okay, so I haven't read this, but I watched the anime, so I know what this is about. So I feel comfortable recommending this to you, because I at least like know what the concept is.
2: Oh, you're really good. I haven't gotten into that yet. <laughs>
0: Well, I've fallen out. I haven't watched anime in ages. It was like my my undergrad. I had like a an anime phase.
1: <laughs> I love it. Like when my children have uh, started watching. Um, I, I, I know they watch uh, My Hero Academia. Um I think there's a couple others that they watch. I know there's uh, they talking a lot about Naruto. There was uh, actually uh, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to get completely into the conversation, but you know there, there, there was uh, an intervention I had to have last week about. Uh, Naruto. Um, I'm just going to leave it there.
0: And we'll return to the show after a quick break. Looking for another way to keep up with what's going on at the Cranston Public Library? Sign up for our email newsletter. You'll be among the first to learn about upcoming programs for kids, teens, and adults, and new services and collections coming to your library. Subscribe at cranstonlibrary.org. Users of Cranston Public Library can now access their favorite digital magazines using Flipster. Flipster offers an easy browsable reading experience. Users can browse magazines by category as well as perform searches for specific titles. An online newsstand provides a carousel of most recent issues as well as a carousel of all issues, allowing for quick access to magazines. Go to cranstonlibrary.org and click the link Online Resources You Can Use Now to find more information on how you can access Flipster. Flipster also has an app available on Android and iOS. Well, without further ado, let's talk about cosplay. So for anyone who doesn't know what cosplay is, the word comes from the mixture of costume and play. So it's all about creating costumes, usually related to some pop culture characters, like TV, movie, anime. It's one of those things where I feel like it's hard to say like when you try to talk about the history of a cultural phenomenon, it's try to like it's hard to pinpoint like one place where things started because I feel like so there were the anime conventions, people cosplaying, but then there's also like people dressing up for like science fiction conventions and, and Star Trek conventions. So I feel like a lot of that was happening concurrently, and then it all came together for what we think of now as the modern like comic or fan convention that. You know, everybody cosplays from whatever they want to cosplay, and and even the definition of cosplay is expanded. I think to include original creations like made games. by people, and and all kinds of things. So that's the very basic level: is that people make or buy costumes, and then they get together and they have fun in them. And I think that's that's all the elements that are required for something to be cos- co- to be considered cosplay, at least in my. Um, at least yeah. in my
1: book, absolutely. I agree,
0: 100%. So, because um, I always love to hear about how people got into cosplay. Uh, do both of you want to talk a little bit about
2: how you got into the hobby? I'm sort of late to um, the game. I, Like I had mentioned, I, I do have a theater background. And when I was doing theater, I was doing both acting and costume design. And I wish I had known then what cosplay was because I, I would have been like, wait a minute, I can like be whoever I want and I don't have to audition for it and I just do it and people take pictures of me. And then I probably never would have done theater again. Um, <laughs> and, uh, so I didn't get into it till I got into comics, I think in, in my early thirties. Um, and I started going to cons and I was only going to one con a year. I went, I was going to, to New York comic con, um, every year for the first few years I was there, but I also, started kind of bringing cosplay into work. At that point, I was a children's librarian. And of course, that's a great place to, to dress up and why I let the kids have all the fun. Um, so yeah, I would do one con a year and then I would be Elsa for the Frozen party at the library or I'd be Amelia Bedelia for whatever. Um, and uh, last year I went to two cons. That was a big year for me. Um, but my, my biggest cosplay uh, year has been this year. Weirdly enough, um, because while we were at home and I was envious of um, all, all the cosplayers I follow on Instagram showing off their goodies, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, my stuff's all in storage, like at my mom's, trying to be good. And I was like, well, I don't know, maybe I can do something funny and see what I can make out of what I have at home. So I started doing quarantine cosplays mm-hmm. and uh, making, I started with Disney princesses and making them out of literally whatever I could, whether it was clothes or towels or paper goods, whatever. Um, And and I've made 70 new costumes this year doing that um, and met way more people online than I have.
1: That's awesome.
2: Yeah, thank you. It's been a lot of fun. So that's kind of, that's where I've been with cosplay. But I've done some, actually, and this year, weirdly enough, was a year that I got my first cosplay award, and it was for... Uh, San Diego Comic Cons, their virtual contest. Um, So it's been a weird year, but some good stuff happening for, for me and for my cosplay hobby, which is a lot of fun. That's awesome. Thank you. That's amazing.
0: And your quarantine cosplays have all been wonderful. I didn't realize there were 70 of them, but... Um, I I've went been... back
2: and counted them. Yeah, <laughs> I went through like Disney princesses, and I did Disney villains, then I started superheroes. God, there's so many of those. Um, <laughs> I took
1: a break I was going say, yeah. like, you've been quite prolific <laughs> this year.
2: Yeah, well, when we were locked, locked down and working from home... Um, mm-hmm. It was, like, the only fun thing happening, so I was, like, trying to get out one a day. And then when we reopened, I calmed down a bit because I had to. I'm exhausted. Um, and so I've been just producing when I have the energy and, and the time. Um, Halloween, I did a little burst because, you know, Halloween's fun. There were so many good spooky characters to do. Um awesome.
0: Yeah. Uh, your creative use of, like, towels in lieu of wigs. Thank you.
2: I was, like, that. Out. That That felt really risky when I first because when I first did it you know I did like Snow White and, and Princess Anna and I used my own hair and that was funny people liked it and then I was like you know it's just like these Disney princesses you know the hair is kind of iconic and I don't know maybe I'll just try this thing like seems like if I twisted this towel in a certain way it would kind of be Cinderella's hair and that's when people were like we love this um and um that was very freeing in a lot of ways too um to to be able to be funny uh, with cosplay. As well so to take a little
0: back a little bit sean how did you get into cosplay
1: wow um so like as i previously i've always been a um a huge uh, uh comic book superhero player um so when i first started going to the cons i think uh what was it, was it, world um yeah, like way years ago um i had going and you know you, you get to the kind of like you, know, you see everybody like you know in these uh costumes and everything and like um, I'm gonna be honest, like, it, it, initially, it wasn't something I really, uh, considered. And then, you know, you, you go over year, and it's like, you know, each year, like, you know, like the cosplay is just getting, um, amped up even more. And I was like, you know, that's, that's pretty dope. Like, I, I kind of want to be a part of that. Right. Um, so then the one year, um, I decided to do a, a, a Luke Cage, uh, cosplay. Like I bought a, a yellow, uh, button down shirt, a uh, pair of boots, jeans, um, there was a a, a friend at a kind of had a, a painted uh, face paint tiara on my on my forehead and uh I bought a chain and, and we rocked out. <laughs> awesome. Um a friend of mine showed up, like you know, he had his Iron Fist cosplay. It was it was it, like a whole lot of fun. Like, you know, we walked around as apartment and Iron Fist for the day. Um and then like, you know, obviously like, you know, brought the kids into it a little bit. Um like my really one dream one was to be uh Magneto, right? Um, and I think that was probably like my first, like really big cosplay, I guess. Um, so, you know, I wanted to like, you know, uh, have myself and, you know, uh, uh, the, the, the children be, uh, you know, Magneto Quicksilver, Scarlet Witch, uh, my girlfriend was rogue. Like, you know, we went and we did all of that. Right. And, and showed up to the con, like it was, it was just really awesome. And, um, from there, like, you know, you know, you start making, uh friends and like you know uh meeting people and all like that and then you know like you said before like you know people are taking pictures and you know oh it's Magneto oh my god oh, he's got the kids with him like you know <laughs> you know it's like you're in the con it's like every every five minutes oh can we get a picture like you know what i'm saying
2: yeah family um, cosplays are always a highlight
1: for me i take pictures of mm-hmm. everyone mm-hmm. Um, and it it was just, it was just really dope. And like I said, I I made friends with people and that's where the Philly Avengers just kind of like, um, sprang out of that. Cause you know, there was a bunch of us, um, became friends and like somehow, like, you know, we had got asked to like, you know, come in and do certain events. And then like, you know, like we just kind of like really just kind of, um, move things on from there, you know, doing, um, uh, hospital visits and, um, we did a, a children's camp. Um, and, uh, we just decided to just kind of just make it a thing. And like, you know, so from that point on, like, you know, we, we evolved into like, you know, a, um, a, a, you know, a cosplay charity group, like, you know, and um, we've done fundraisers for different uh, charities. Um, JDRF is one of Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation is one that comes to mind. Um, uh, we do the uh, Toys for Tots run um, every year in uh, Reading, Pennsylvania. Like, you know, we actually bring toys and like, you know, take donations for toys and bring them up there. Um, you know what I'm saying, um, it, different, you know, organizations will ask to come out. Now, obviously, like, you know, within the last year, that has not been quite as much because of the pandemic. Um, <laughs> so, uh, for me, from that point, from a cosplay standpoint, like, you know, I have not really done much, but I was able, uh, to get back this, uh, passion and do a couple things, um, socially distant and masked up, of course, um, you know, still trying to go ahead and like, you know, uh, do our part to, to kind of go ahead and give back, um, Again, we did the Toys for Tots run. Again, collecting toys, and we were actually able to go to the um, the Toys for Tots center and uh, kind of help put orders together and deliver uh, orders to people's cars as they drove up. Um, so that's that's my cosplay story. Really, that's really uh, nice.
2: Thank you, thank you. Are they doing any virtual like charity stuff?
1: Yes. Um. So we have done some uh some virtual stuff uh like fundraisers and all like that for the uh, March of Dimes uh last. Uh, April that was a that was our first real big challenge um, you know because like it was just after pandemic had started um, we also were able to do some virtual stuff uh, the JDRF um, now again you know um, it, 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 we're grateful for whatever like you know how we can like you know kind of you know help raise as far as that um, so you know things were a little different this year you know when people are like you know not struggling as much they're more willing to to help you know what I'm saying yeah. um, but you know it, it, it doesn't matter how much or how little you're able to go ahead and help just as long as you can do something and you know we were able to go ahead and give time and 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 raise money to help fight these um you know help donate towards these charities that you know we become involved in there are some things that I think uh we will be doing this year from a virtual standpoint um still until you know things kind of are able to get back to normal. Um, I'm just not at liberty to say what or how that's going to work at this point. Cool.
2: There's this group on Facebook, um, Operation Birthday Rescue, and it's cosplayers who will do you know birthday messages for kids. Parents can be like, hey, this is my kid's birthday's on this date, and they like this, this, and this. And then someone will say, oh, I have a cosplay for that, um, and you'll we'll record messages. And that's been a really fun thing to see among mm-hmm. the community and another way people have been trying to to make it happen
1: right now the, the the one thing i have noticed is like you know during this like you know everybody's been trying to find a way to bring some type of joy to everyone. like you know like it, it's been an absolutely miserable year you know so uh, i i will say like I, i'm i'm proud of the community for like everybody like you know trying to do the best they can to um try to make it as not miserable as possible. Definitely. <laughs>
0: for sure and and I've done a little bit of cosplay charity work before I did it when I was kind of in my height of doing superhero cosplays I don't have that many superhero cosplays in my repertoire anymore so like the things that I like to cosplay are like a little too niche for any children to like ever request them at this point because I do a lot of like D&D related stuff and Mm -hmm. um but uh I would love to do it cuz you were saying about like hospital visits. Like the hospital visits is like one thing that I wanted to do but never got a chance to do. Um I just did other kind of like I've made appearances at like walk, run kind of things mm-hmm. that they wanted characters to be there and um other things like that. Um but that's so hopefully when things get back to normal or back to where we all feel safer being together um, that I would love to.
2: um,
0: I'd love to try to do something like that.
2: Invisible Heroes of Tomorrow is a group that we've had come to the library. Um, So they do some stuff. Um, that's That's the big one that I can think of.
0: But in terms of like having interactions with kids in costume, that's another thing that I've just recently been able to do because of work. Um, so as the branch librarian, I'm kind of like the children librarian for my location. I'm, I'm the everything librarian for this branch. So um, I do all the children's programming here and I was able to do a costume story time in February. So kind of like right before oh, yeah. all of this happened. Um, and it, it was great. And of like 45 kids game, I was Supergirl. Um, I read one of the stories that Mike Dahl wrote. He's wrote a bunch of picture books for kids that are um, about different DC heroes. Um, They're all really cute. The Mm -hmm. art is adorable and they're all really sweet. Um, But so like, that's been great to be able to bring it into the library and to be able to bring cosplay into your job is. um, Yeah.
2: And I think copying for kids takes some of the self-consciousness out of it. I don't, I know back when it, like we're, the frozen hype was happening, we did the frozen party. I was like, all right, I'll be Elsa. You know, I'm 35 years old and an average dress size, but whatever, but like kids they're in it, you know? Um, and it helped take like my, my gatekeeping of myself away a little bit <laughs> um, because they're, you know, they're going to have fun. Whether they are like, Oh, you are. Elsa, or whether they're like, I know who you are, winky winky wink. Still having a good time.
0: I think it was like the age group that came. I don't I felt like a majority of the kids who came to my program were convinced that I was Supergirl, which was like fantastic. It's like just so it's wonderful to be Supergirl for an hour. Like, yeah, that's like fantastic. The the enthusiasm that they had to like, you know, take pictures with me and stuff. So that was really great. Before we wrap up the show, do you have any advice for anyone who, you know, has heard something about cosplay, but hasn't done it, but is interested?
1: I I would just say, um, you know, don't listen to um, naysayers or anything, because, you know, there's plenty of people who are going to be negative about it. Um, Just... Go do you, have fun. And you know, if you get any friends that are like, you know, willing to do it with you, like, you know, grab them along um and just go and, and enjoy it. Um, you know, it's 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 been really fun for me. And, you know, the 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 friendship and relationship that I've made like, you know, over the last almost ten years of doing this, um, I wouldn't change anything for the world. So um yeah, I, that that's that's my uh piece. And like, you know, certainly like, you know, um don't be afraid you know, ask for help or advice or anything, I, you know, there's a lot of people who are like, you know, definitely out there willing to go ahead and, and give tips and all like that. Um, you know, but really just, just, just keep a good attitude. Have fun.
2: Yeah. There's usually like a, there's usually some kind of table at, at a con. If you want to introduce yourself to some seasoned cosplayers who would, who would love to chat you up, but even, I mean, you can, you can talk to anyone <laughs> while you're there. Like, yeah. No matter how, how niche you're your passion is you'll probably meet a friend who will say hey I see what you're doing um but even if you don't as long as it's making you happy and you're having fun right
0: yeah I think there's a lot of pressure to um especially I think for younger cosplayers there's like a lot of pressure to do it for likes or follows or a lot of this like ephemeral gratification
1: I think that that'd probably be the other thing I throw out there um like try not to fall into that trap just do it for your own ratification, your own, you know, like, you know, do something that you, that you want to do, not because somebody else is is doing it and you, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, dude, have your fun Yeah. Right? So.
0: But yeah, so I think if ultimately you just remember that it's ultimately to have fun. Cause I mean, even sometimes with social media, like I fall into it where I'm like, oh, no one liked this costume that I was really excited about. Wah,
2: wah, wah. Yeah, it's so Um, easy to fall into
0: it. Yeah, but if you just, yeah, so really keep your eye on the the goal. If this is what you want to be the goal anyway, it's just to have fun.
1: Right, right. You know, inevitably, you're going to go ahead and do that one cosplay that, like, you know, nobody knows how it is, (laughs) right? For sure. Um, That's happened to me a couple of times. And, you know, it is what it is. Like, you know, if that's a character that you really love and you want to go ahead and, like, you know, bring that joint to life. You know, just go ahead and do it. Like you know, and 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 that's your opportunity. Like if somebody doesn't know who it is, that that's your chance to go ahead and educate them on who it is. You know, um, everything is a teachable moment, right? So absolutely, yeah. So you know, like again, you know, like that. I I've, I've said this to everyone that, that would ask me, like, you know, if you don't want to be Black Widow, don't be Black Widow. Who do you want to, what character do you want to be? Oh, it's that one character that appeared in West Coast Avengers, like, you know, 10 years ago. <laughs> okay, go for it. You know what I'm saying? Rock out, have a party. and if And if nobody knows who it is, you know who it is. Have your fun. Knock it out. You know what I'm saying? Because you're, you're, what's going to happen is there's going to be conversation about it. Somebody's going to want to know who that character is, and then you can sit there, and that, that's a whole lot of conversation and teachable moment about the whole situation. So, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, just just go for it. I think the last time I was at Rhode Island Comic-Con, I had finally done uh, a U.S. Asian cosplay, right? Um, and, and you know, nobody knew who the hell it was. Like, you know what I'm saying? At that point, a U.S. agent hadn't been seen comics in five years, right? So, oh, he's Hydra Cap. No, not (laughs) Uh, Yo, The biggest thing is like, you know, did you have fun? Did you rock out? You know what I'm saying? Um, Like, again, like you and I had spoken about before, like, you know, when we had met and you and your mother were uh, Black Widow and Maria Hill, like, you know, I I, I remember that. And I was, I remember being so geeked out that day because that, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? That's still one of like my favorite pictures like ever. Oh, thank you. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, well, my mom, along with some other shots of us from that same con, has it hung up at her house. So, wow. <laughs> um, yeah, she had a good time, that con. So we always wrap up the show with a segment that I call The Last Chapter, where <laughs> I post a bookish or library-related question, and we just talk about it for a little bit. If people want to submit topic ideas for The Last Chapter, they can do that at downtime at cransonlibrary.org. Um, So this week's question is, would you rather have a book or a TV show, some properties, ending spoiled for you, or would you rather never know what the ending is?
1: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Definitely tell you, I don't, I don't, I don't want spoilers. I would rather get to it myself and, you know, be surprised. Like there, there's, there's just, I don't know, there's, there's just something about like, you know, having that, that wow moment, you know, being able to experience that firsthand. So, um, I mean, am I going to lose my mind if I get something spoiled? No, but like, if you ask me my preference, I would prefer not to be spoiled.
0: (laughs) So you'd rather just never know the ending is a
1: mystery. I I would rather just never know until I get to it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Because I will get to it. (laughs) You know,
2: (laughs) I'm have to go opposite and say that I'd rather be spoiled. And, and I think that I'm saying that because this year, like one of my favorite shows of all time glow on Netflix was canceled and, uh, we have been denied the ending that we deserve. Mm-hmm. Um, so the loss of that is still uh, holding true. I also probably had a pretty epic spoiler moment. Um, sit, standing in line for like the last Harry Potter book in in um, Harvard Square, some guys on bikes with megaphones went around and they spoiled every single character death <laughs> in the book. Um, and they were and they were real spoilers. I was like checking them off as I was reading the book. <laughs> But I still enjoyed the reading experience, so, um, I mean, I hate those guys forever, but <laughs> um, but it didn't it didn't spoil the book that much for me, <laughs>
0: yeah, I think at other points in my life, I would have said like, no, no spoilers, I'd rather not know, but i've I think i've I've like come to terms maybe just because, yeah, the nature of the internet that mm-hmm. someone will watch it within the first hour of it coming out and then shoot off all spoilers about it that it's just I've um. I've come to terms with you know if I did see a spoiler then yeah it's something that it's like okay well I know that that's come I don't know exactly how it's gonna happen but I do know Mm -hmm. that that thing is gonna happen and so now I kind of like have something to look forward to in a weird way yeah well so thank you both for joining me um for this episode and thank you everyone for listening this has been another episode of Downtime Downtime is a project of the Cranston Public Library and is produced by Zach Berger, Martha Boxenbaum, Robin Nizio, and me, Taylor Cardillo. Audio engineering by Dave Bartos. Our theme music is Day Trips by Ketza, and our ad music is Happy Ukulele by Scott Holmes. Links to the books and movies discussed can be found in the show notes. Remember to rate and review Downtime on Apple Podcasts, Connect with CPL on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and if there's something you'd like to hear on the show, send an email to downtime at cranstonlibrary.org. Join us next week for more Downtime. One minute to spare. I have six minutes to close my library.